0: Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Yorio. On tonight's show, we have our interview with Marvel Senior Director of Product Development, Eric Monticelli. I am joined by the beanied one, Gerard Ferreira.
1: What's going on, nerds? What's up, baby? That, that's it?
0: And... Well, and then there's Lion's Mate Jason Bolidio in the corner. There we where... go. Hey, we're, we're missing. how's it
2: going, guys? How's it going? No, I'm just, uh, we're missing <laughs> it's the baby. Really face like a yeah. 10 minute long intro. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? It's, it's just simple, like, hey, hey nerds, how's it going? Hey, what's up? Yeah. Hey. Yeah, I'm this, keeping hey, it, I'm going,
1: keep, keep it real. Keep it yeah, real. Yeah, hey, what's up, up nerds? I was what's like, up? wait
2: a second. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait for him to be like, giving his life story like you know like, uh,
1: well yeah you you, yeah usually but i, I thought I'd, well, i thought i'd throw you off a little bit like hey what's up totally told me how you doing, doing?
2: oh man
0: Harry, <laughs> we want to let's let's talk about life story what happened yesterday
1: for you oh yes finally booyah booyah second dose baby fully let's vaccinated
2: how you feeling how you feeling bro
1: yeah uh, how over- are you feeling today Actually, I was actually kind of worried from from all the uh, stories about the second dose. But honestly, I only felt a little sore from um, from the shot. And then um, I only felt like a little faint, faint, like fatigue Mm -hmm. and dizziness here and there. That was it. Like nothing. Yeah, nothing serious. Nothing kicking you on your ass. No, thank God, because yeah. uh, I was actually kind of worried because I was still yeah. I was still gonna have to work today.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah right. No, I, I get it, man. Like that, that would have been me. miserable. I was I was like literally asleep for like 15 hours the next day that I got it. I was just
1: damn, yeah,
2: yeah. So, I was just tired, you know. I'm well, glad yeah, to see was, you got that second shot, sir. Yeah, dude, yep.
1: it's nice. So Sick. it's it's fine. I'm finally that, done.
0: That means in two weeks we can start talking about either you coming out for a weekend or maybe us going out to Cali for a weekend.
2: Oh, ho, ho.
1: I've been talking, I've dude, I've been missing Cali too. Like I dude, I've been talking up like uh, I've been missing Volcano. So, I've been missing Nick's <laughs> going to, to do a Frank and son's run. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I've been I missing. mean, we could easily do it where
0: we just bounce right after jerry gets off work yeah just
1: head straight on the road nothing yeah. wrong with that exactly
0: because <laughs> i'm off at 2 30 so i could easily just go into Man, the car and, at like for dinner five no no <laughs> see we're not we're not driving like lambos or anything like that no no <laughs> you no. Know? No, no no but it's like what four hours five and a half hour drive
1: yeah. About yeah so by the time we leave yeah.
0: here it'd be like six o'clock so we'd be into la and in that area about 11 11 30 cool. but then we have all day saturday you know we can do part of the day on sunday and then drive back so then jerry doesn't have to take off from work nope yep. yeah
1: there you go hey, yeah, there go. you go
0: so yeah so this week um we had a chance to sit down with Eric Monticelli who is the mm-hmm. senior director of product development um, over at Marvel uh, <laughs> to, to give the folks a little bit of um, some of the games he's worked on um, he was involved with Marvel Spider-man from insomniac He was involved with Miles Morales
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, he was involved with the Avengers uh, he can't he couldn't say exactly what he's involved with because as we all know with the Avengers it is a living breathing game. Yep yeah um still playing dlc
1: it, coming out plenty know.
0: of dlc that they're planning on coming out um because there is the next one which is the the black panther dlc which was um it's being talked about and shown out there which was uh battle for wakanda mm-hmm. and then um it did leak out today which i'm assuming he's probably gonna have to have his hand in somehow some way maybe um is that uh X, the the folks who made XCOM are doing a strategy game based on marvel so everyone's hmm. calling it marvel XCOM, so hopefully we see Ooh. something um, more on that with the E3 presentations that are going out there.
2: Yep.
0: Um, but at this time, we'll go ahead and share out um, that video, kind of like we did uh, with Aaron Kaufman from Square Enix. Uh, same type of thing. We did sit down with him. Everything was pre-recorded, um, but I fo- hope you guys all enjoy the interview. And then we'll get to uh, the week's gaming news and uh, and a little bit of Netflix news too. So, uh, enjoy. Hey everybody, it's Matt here here with Crashing Game Night, joined by Theo Walski, the baby-faced one, and Lion's Mane, Jason Blidio back with the couch. And joining us on the couch and Crashing Game Night with us is Eric Monticelli from, from Marvel. How you doing, Eric? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to, to come on. I know you and I have been talking off and on about trying to get you on here and it's, I'm just glad our schedules lined up. So yeah, no, I you
3: know, appreciate nice, it. Nice it right day. before the weekend too. Guys. Right. A nice, hey. good long weekend.
2: Yep. And yep. you know,
3: I'm looking forward to a three day weekend after my work week.
0: So Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yes,
2: please, I wish I could say the same. <laughs> <Jeez, laughs> Casco Life, a, Life this weekend. <laughs> just, just, uh, I'll be, I'll be working all weekend, and then just Monday, and then back to work. Back uh, to work. So. It's okay though.
3: but well, You're doing the good stuff, man.
2: That's a great place to work. I love. Oh, that. very, very good place to work. And by the yeah. way, Eric, welcome to the couch, as always. I like to. You know, and <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, that's our, that's our thing. Welcome to the couch. Yeah. It's
3: always, you know, we've upgraded well, the couch over the years. <laughs>
0: over
2: the years, yeah
3: nice where uh it, do you know where the couch is from it looks like a little mid-century modern influence <laughs> oh that one i don't know
2: <laughs> you know you, I. I, I... <laughs> It, it used, to, always, it used, used to, to be one. IKEA and then we yeah, upgraded. It was like IKEA one yeah, and okay, then it got cool. upgraded. I don't know where this like one's from though.
3: My life, right? Like I started with like, an IKEA couch and I <laughs> upgraded recently. Yeah, I actually I don't, don't like the new couch I got. But, I wish I got a different couch, but I'll talk. Yeah, we later. got
0: we got a super <laughs> nice couch for our new uh, our new house out in here in Phoenix. That I love man. It's yes. a <laughs> thing. Yeah, Great. I ordered
3: I ordered one online and I'm like you got to sit on these things before you bring them before you yep. yeah, buy. Them. Yeah. Like it just doesn't work. We ordered one and it looked really nice, assembled really mm-hmm. easily, and then we sat on it for most of quarantine and it's like no, not no. no. no, no. <laughs> even
2: even after <laughs> no. the break, you know how you like break it in and just do like the mm-hmm. yep. 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 Yeah, we were uh, lucky enough to where when we moved to Phoenix there's uh, American
0: Furniture Warehouse which Theo knows all mm. too well out in Colorado and We knew they were here, and I was like, cool, we're going to AFW to go get all our new furniture for the house because (laughs) we knew what they were like in Colorado, and it's great stuff. So, you know, Eric, so let's look at kind of like your career and stuff like that. Give an idea of, for those that, you know, don't necessarily follow you on Twitter and stuff, which there's quite a few that do, um, is when you look at your education and kind of what you started with, Okay. You know, going to Fordham and getting that BA in English and American lit from NYU, going pre-med at Columbia. What on earth made you jump from
3: that career path to gaming? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you sound like my parents. (laughs) No, I mean, my, I, I shouldn't say that my parents were extremely supportive and always have been, they, you know, they, they questioned it a little bit, but, um, you know, I, I think when I was um I have to admit, and this is a weird thing to admit, but you know, when you hit a certain age, you like you become more interested in other things, um and, and, and you realize some things aren't culturally viewed as cool as much. So like when I was in a teenager, I was really interested in girls and they didn't really love games. <laughs> and so <laughs> I was like, ah, I'll try and get into music a little bit more. Um, and so I actually, from the age of like 14 to like 24 for like a decade, I didn't touch video games. Like I just, wow, didn't, wow. I didn't, I, I would play if I go over and saw them at like a friend's house. I would read about them, but I just didn't play them. Like I was a, I was a, nintendo entertainment system kid like through and through growing up like you know bloodshot eyes staying up way too late that sort of thing and then you know 14 rolled around and i was like all right i'm gonna really get into music and i um got into music i traveled around with the band for a little while for i didn't go to college right away i had like about six to eight months where i just traveled with the band and then I was like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> <And> so <laughs> I, figured, I figured out, you know, like, uh, you know, we had got booked some gigs, but we weren't making anything meaningful. And so, you know, it was just one of those things. And I had a uh, many, many girlfriends ago, I had a girlfriend that was very influential in getting me into, she convinced me to go to college and apply to NYU and get in there. And, and that, that completely changed the trajectory of what I was doing. And uh, when I was there, uh, that place is amazing. Well, it's way too damn expensive, I will say that. But it is amazing.
0: <laughs> well, it, it is New York City. It's New York. I mean, uh, yeah, it's New York I can, City. I, can, right? I, I, mean, I so hard from California. Part, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I grew up. I mean, I grew up in New York State, so like and the city was like where you went when you wanted to. Whereabouts you know? in New York? Sheridan, New York, which is like. Very, very tiny um, part of Western New York. Um, It's like Podunk. Uh, You know, there were cows. Mm -hmm. It's upstate. It's upstate, yeah. I mean, but if you say upstate to most New Yorkers, they think like, you know, like the um, Adirondacks and like the, Mm -hmm. you you know, like. um, uh, I'm
1: from the Hudson
0: Valley.
3: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You you know, but like. I know. uh, So I don't ever say upstate because upstate means something very different to most New York City. Correct. So um, it's Western New York. And um, it depends but, on
0: where you live in the state. <laughs> yeah.
3: Everything else yeah. above you is upstate. <laughs> yeah. And what you know, and what you know, and just sort of where you grew up. So sure. like I had that and I, you know, like I, I loved that upbringing, um, you know, it was a nice sort of like imaginative upbringing. I had to use my imagination a lot and I think it helped my career in that way. Um, but, you know, I was, I went to college and I thought I would become a writer and I sat and I wrote, wrote a lot. And, you know, I don't even speak very well. I don't know why I was thinking I could become a writer, but <laughs> <the> <laughs> thing is, like, the thing is, uh, it was just boring, like sitting on your butt, writing mm-hmm. for like, you know, a couple hours a day, was just really boring. And so then I was like, Oh, I'll be a professor. Got some really good advice in college from a professor, mm-hmm. Patrick Deer. Um, he looked at me and he was like, I was trying to get, I was like, I should go get my doctorate and blah, blah, blah. I should become a professor. And he looked at me, he goes, can you picture your life in five to 10 years without a PhD? And I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I can. <laughs> and, he, and then he looks, at me, he looks at me, he's like, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool, good, cool. Um, yeah, it was great advice because, you know, like academia is this weird world and it's just not for me, um, not my personality. And so being at NYU is really awesome because I got to like experience the city and live in the city. So I got all these influences. I really started studying a lot around like graffiti and museum studies and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I got really interested in that. Um, and then I ended up booking this, you know, the Fordham thing you mentioned, I booked like a fellowship and I was teaching for a little while just to figure out what I needed to do next. And I got super interested in psychology, psychiatry. And so I was like, I'm going back to school mm-hmm. for pre-med. Um, I got into a, a couple programs and then I ended up um, injuring my back and I had to take some time off and so I uh, took, yeah, it sucked. I herniated a disc, but yeah, oh, ow. It happens. I, I was I was like that guy that was running every day on concrete, and you shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, There's so, a reason my knee is shot.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you if you've run on anything hard surface before, you know exactly. Um, yep. So I would run every day in New York City, and uh, my doctors were like, Dang. "What are you doing, man?" And um, you know, it was one of those things. So I uh, took some time off and. I eventually went back to uh, got into Columbia and I went back there. And, you know, the longer I was there, I was like, this isn't Ivy, this is moss. Like it just doesn't feel <laughs> like, <laughs> it doesn't feel. Like I like done. that. Yeah. It I like wow, that, that, yeah, that, really I, that wow. was really It took me about, it took me far too long. It took me like, I think like six to nine months to realize that I can't remember how long I was there, but um, I Oof. dropped out. And so after I dropped that wasn't out- a,
0: That wasn't cheap.
3: <laughs> no, it wasn't, it wasn't. Yeah. you know and i mean i got i got a little bit of scholarship but like not enough mm-hmm. to make it it was a cheap yeah six, i mean it was an expensive nine to six to nine months and so after i dropped out i was like you know like every other graduate from college trying to figure out what the hell to do with my life and um i had an interview with for the asian uh asian american pacific institute at nyu i think that's what it was called mm-hmm. at the time it had a api name and it um the woman was extremely awesome and i got done with the interview and she's like you talk a lot about video games <laughs> and i was like yeah <laughs> i got cuz i had just gotten back into them i when mm-hmm. god of war came out in um what was it 20 or 2005? Yeah, 2005 yeah 2005 mm-hmm. god of war the yeah. first one came out and i got back into them cuz i love mythology i love um that sort of thing and so i had become obsessed with gaming again because i was obsessed when i was super young and you know got obsessed in my early 20s And um, I talked all about, like, games being an art form and how I wanted to help sort of, like, lift them up and elevate them. And uh, she was like, I know just who you need to talk to. So she introduced me to this lady um, who runs a company called New York Tokyo. And I honestly couldn't tell you exactly what they do. They just sort of look at the intersection of... Um, things between like fashion, culture, music, gaming, everything like New York and Tokyo, right? Like two wow. major metropolitan yeah. areas mm-hmm. globally. And it was the weirdest gig ever, but I got a ridiculously long bullshit title that was like blah, blah, <laughs> blah. And, you know, like got to just network with her her list of contacts which was just extensive in the game industry and so I started networking and building things out and we built a um uh, an event in Central Park uh that had um A-Track who was uh Kanye West's uh tour DJ at the time um wow. yeah. Khalid Kuali, who's an amazing rapper from Black Star and stuff like that had a high fauna which was a huge uh, Japanese band at the time, like a, a little electronica then it had a gaming session. UniGlow was there with thing. they had JAL. So it had like all these little pop-up things around Central Park. Um, and this it was like summer stage, I think they called it.
1: And okay. so it was like
3: this really cool events planning that we did completely organically. And I, I got I was in charge of the gaming pavilion. And it wasn't fancy or anything, but it was, like, cool. And it turned out, like, a bunch of people. And it gave me this appetite of, like, entertainment and industry and, and that sort of thing. And so that's, you know, was a really cool way to get in. And then, um, you know, from there, I uh, started to apply for gaming jobs. And and my career sort of took off in about 2006. Dang, mm-hmm. hey, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah.
0: And let's let's look at that career because you've, you've been at some pretty impressive companies that honestly <laughs> most people as we name them off will know it and honestly if they don't then they're probably new to gaming or they look at a certain sector but but when you look words, at it welcome right into crashing game night <laughs> right. yeah right. <laughs> do my research um anyway so but you've got you know you start off at 2k uh-huh. as a video editor and associate marketing or product manager there then you move to atari yep. and cryptic capcom naughty dog and infinity ward prior all you know becoming the uh role there at marvel so when you look at all those different studios that you've been a part of yeah um what has what was some of those moments your fondest memories of those studios but more so really is what made you realize going through those series and doing your work that you realize that you actually made the right career choice by jumping from literature and pre-med to getting in the gaming industry.
3: And and that was something I struggled with for many years. Um, you know, like I I always thought I'd be like in the service industry and helping people or, you know, like, like Mm -hmm. a teacher, doctor type person. Like I grew, I grew up around, um, my my parents were teachers and my dad, my dad wasn't a teacher, but my mom and like all her friends. And then a lot of, Mm -hmm. a lot of people I grew up around were teachers and, uh, eventually principles and things like that. And so, um, you know, it was it was a weird weird transition for me. And I, I don't think, you know, it was multiple touch points. I read um, Rolf Koster's A Theory of Fun for Game Design, which is like an old school textbook um, that has been around for, I want to say 20 years now. I don't know how long it's been around. It's been around a while. <laughs> and <laughs> when I read that book, I really got good insight on how games could be sort of like really uh, educational kind of has a negative connotation or like a dirty Mm. word, but it's like a, they're, they're like um, reflective windows into, into what you want to be, or, um, you know, Tim Schafer said it really well in one of his GDC talks, it's like all games are wish fulfillments, Right. Mm. And so, um, you know, thinking and piecing that all together and then bringing what I knew about from my creative background. I was around a ton of artists. I was a gallery guide at the Brooklyn museum, um, when I was teaching. So like I had, um, you know, a little bit of uh, insight from all those, uh, pursuits that I realized, like all these creative endeavors, um, that I've gone through, like trying to become a doctor, trying to become a teacher, being an art guide going, living in these expensive cities and meeting all these different people. Um, really gave me a lot of world life experience that I could bring to these virtual worlds I was building or helping people build, right? And that's mm-hmm. that's really what um, I think I've learned over the years, um, you know, 15 years in gaming now is like the best developers I talk to they play games they love games but a lot of their time i talk to them about the bread they just baked or the photos they take <laughs> or the trip they just went on right like it's living life and like having those experiences that they can sort of um you know translate into their creative work oh so, cool Okay. Oh, cool. yeah. yeah so that's that's what gave me comfort in it really was like hey we're basically creating these. Um, you know, that's how I think about it a lot now. Is like we have these little um, uh, games are almost like little virtual digital museums, right? Like as soon mm-hmm. as you go into mm-hmm. one, as soon as a game's released, it's it's out of date. That's the set unless <laughs> unless it's patched constantly. But you know, it's the same thing as a museum. You think about you're going into this museum and you know you see the art and, and and some things linger and some things hold up and you know like i don't mean to knock it but i played mass effect legendary edition and i was like ooh, the first one just this doesn't look good
0: i love no get, don't get me wrong I, I love mass effect now graphically they yeah. did immense enhancements to me1 right but yeah. gameplay wise Even with the enhancements to the Mako and a little bit of the gun control, it still does not hold up. (laughs) I mean, you can tell it is is dated from a gameplay mechanics, and that's why ME2 and ME3 were such leaps and bounds ahead of ME1 because of the changes they made to it.
3: Yeah, and I I had never really played through all those games. And so this was my first time, like, experiencing them and Mm -hmm. and checking them out. And so it's just just interesting because, like, everybody loves those games that I know. Everybody I talk to Mm -hmm. in gaming raves about them because you experience them in a moment in time and they mean something to you. It's just like... You know, it's just like art in a lot of ways. Like, you know, there's certain art when I was younger that I love that now that I'm older that I think is cool, but I don't love it anymore. Like, you know, I read a lot of Garfield and Calvin and Hobbes when I was little.
1: <laughs> yes. Is it cool? Calvin and Hobbes. I love, oh, I love it. Calvin Hobbes. Hobbes. Oh my but god,
3: will I hang that on my wall now? Probably not. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's it's one of those things where, you know, uh that that's the sort of perspective I've taken on it and it's it's given me this um you know, uh, thought process about how I think about gaming and the space I'm in and, and being a part of the world. But, um, you know, I, I love the idea, you know, like, I, I think a lot of the, the games I worked on too resonate and they transcend beyond the medium and, and connect mm-hmm. with people. Um, never gonna forget the letter I got from a, a girl in Ohio for the first time she played The Less of Us Left Behind and she saw Ellie and Riley kiss and it was, the things she needed to see that allowed her to come out to her parents oh, you know, like, wow. those sort of stories you're just like this is beautiful. this is why we yeah. do what we do right And so you know that I, I, we got that I got that letter when I was there and you wrote her back and we went back and forth for a little while and the whole studio learned about it and all. Like reached out to her and and we sent her things and it was it was amazing right like that's that's yeah. really fulfilling and you know yeah. like spy- stories from Marvel Spider Man you know the one thing that um we we noticed and just people playing with their kids drawing pictures online there was even this this kid that had a had a had a onto was in like a, she worked in a homeless shelter and she served meals and helped people that were homeless. Yeah. And then in the game you have Feast and Aunt May and Peter yeah. Parker and Peter helps Aunt May. And so he saw Peter helping Aunt May and he went in the real world and helped his aunt. And so like, oh, cool. those stories that's amazing. Are, that's great, right? Like, and that that's the yeah. thing that like, I think games can really do. It could give you like a reflective window into, you know, um, you know, part of part of you, and sort of like invigorate and enliven who you are, and mm-hmm. I, I really love that. So, yeah, very well you know, said.
0: My my son, who will be four, middle of July, loves the first Spider-Man. Oh, awesome. I will let him. I be I would just load up my my new game set. You know, my my new game plus with all the enemies cleared out, and I just let him go run, go explore New <laughs> York, and he has the best time just swinging around.
3: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. I, that's like we made it accessible i mean like when when uh, insomniac made it i should say they they've really made it in this way where it's like hey if we're playing it we want to make sure that anybody can play it because yeah you could be four years old and just want to swing around the city and not have to punch a fool if you want at all right yeah. <laughs> so that's...
0: and i want to say this and like you, you mentioned that so i think that's one thing that naughty dog and insomniac has done well from an accessibility standpoint is they are thinking about who's playing the game you know yeah. Um, so of all those different projects and stuff like that, do you have one that was your favorite to work on in the past, given all the interactions you've had with fans and, you know, even given the letter that you received from the girl and stuff, what was your favorite project? (coughs)
3: Yeah, I mean, there's multiple. I mean, my wedding photo's in The Last of Us 2, so that has Last of Us, not 2, Last of Us, the first game. <laughs> um, your, your, wait, your wedding you photo's your in Your wedding there? photo's yeah, in there? Yeah, yeah. One of the artists, uh, Heather, put a call out in the office, and was like, I need photos to populate the rooms, and I saw wow. my wedding photo there, and so you can actually find my wedding photo, which is pretty. Where cool. is it? Wow. Do you remember now where do you go find yeah. it? I think it's right after Bill's town, and then there's like the, it's upstairs in one of those like abandoned homes, or two, oh, right yeah. when you're yeah. trying to get the truck. I can't remember exactly. Okay, okay,
2: yeah, but pretty I far, am I going I mean, that spot though. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> spot though, like in between Bill's, and you're like, oh yeah, like yeah. I remember exactly where that's at
3: yeah yeah and so i mean i've had my my dog my dog got put in as a mural for uh, miles spider marvel spider-man miles morales which is insane (laughs) so i love that like he um you know i was talking and, and to one of the artists there and then this really really nice production uh coordinator project project uh uh manager he uh he just emailed me out of the blue August right before that game shipped and was like, "Hey man, uh, we know you need to get some holiday decorations in there. We found a photo of your dog in a Christmas sweater and, and I was nice. like,
1: <laughs> just random.
3: <laughs> That's yeah, it, was, awesome. and it, it was just like a thank you because they know how much mm-hmm. I love my dog. I mean, Insomniac is it's yeah. the Nexus team and and they they know how much I love my dog and it just ended up in there randomly. They just did it. And, you know, of course, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And we did did a similar thing in the first game with um, Marvel Spider-Man. We have a bunch. So, like, if you go to Anthony's office and Feast, if you look at the wall, the bulletin wall Mm -hmm. behind her, there's a bunch of drawings by kids. And those are from, like, you know, Bill Roseman's funded one and, like, all these different. That's. Yeah, that's that's very cool. cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So, like, those those little Easter eggs are amazing. Mm -hmm. But, I mean. Yeah, those are awesome. It's it's hard to say because like I have those sentimental attachments to like these digital artifacts that Mm I put into the game, but I'd say like just working on it like I've worked on really massive games, you know, Call of Duty, Marvel Spider Man, um, that sort of thing, uh, Last of Us Uncharted, those those games, and then I've worked on smaller scale, like I worked on Okami then when I was at Capcom, and. Oh, I love Okami. Okay. Like Okami is one of my favorite brands ever. I love the message. That's honestly one of the games that kept me in gaming because of the message. It's all about okay. faith and belief and persevering and sort of, you know, it's it's, it's a very great um sort of like uplifting narrative. Um And you know, I love these narratives that sort of move us beyond just being like, "Oh, the world's gone to hell."
2: (laughs) You got to figure it out, right? There are there are games for those too. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's you worked on one of them.
3: (laughs) I did, and there's a time, there's a time to play, there's a time and place for all of that, you know. Like, but I have to admit, I couldn't play Last of Us two during the middle of COVID. It was just too depressing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that sort of thing. So, like. I think you know what I I know how you feel with that because I took a break from
0: division yeah. for a while and tried to go back and I couldn't because it was too much like real life. Yeah. You know, because everything was kind of abandoned, closed down, and you know, it just it felt too too real, yep. <laughs> so to speak. So wow. now Eric, let me ask you a question though. So when you look at it, you've got all those happy memories, right? But What were some of the biggest challenges you faced when you were on the communication side with, with these different developers?
3: Oh man. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, I mean, there, there's multiple ones that we need to choose. Yeah. Yeah, It's hard to choose. I mean, like that's, that's the thing where, like, I mean, every game has its own challenges. I, I, I firmly believe that if you don't have creative conflict or creative tension or even, you know some i don't want to say controversy but it, some sort of like stressor or tension you're not going to get a good game right like there's mm-hmm. got to be that sort of uh push and pull because like if you're really passionate and you're working with a ton of passionate people there's always going to be a little bit of you know butting heads yeah. and things like that so um i don't think any game i've worked on that's been super successful has ever been a smooth ride um, you know, the funniest story I ever remember is um, when I was at Capcom, I was trying to do a, I was the marketing manager in Okami, uh, Okami Den, And I was trying to do, remember the, the meme of the three wolves howling at the moon? Oh, Lord. Popular for a long time ago, right? <laughs> yes. So I, I wanted to do three wolves because there was Amaterasu, uh, Shinranui, I can't ever say his name, Shinranui, and then Chibitarasu, right? The three wolves from the Okami series. And I wanted to do three wolves howling at the sun because they are sun gods. And so I had to explain what that meme was because it was an American meme to the Japanese development team. Oh, so you can imagine how that <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: how to convey that message, yeah, yeah. Did, between be, cultures,
3: how to <laughs> treat, yeah, between cultures, and then how to translate a joke, right? Like, it's, oh, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's meant because it was got popularized by the office. So, you know, Mm -hmm. like Office wasn't popular in Japan. Um, When I ran that campaign, I ran a lot of it on Facebook and Facebook wasn't popular in Japan in 2008, 2009. It wasn't that big. It's still not huge over there. And so, um, you know, it was one of the most, uh, it was one of the games I learned the most on because I learned how to work with, you know, cultures and learned how to work with the the Japanese team really closely. And so um, I remember that distinctly. And then... You know, I, I think there's there's all sorts of other stories. I don't I don't want to dive down the rabbit hole or out anything, but you can imagine. I mean, mm-hmm. like I worked with some yeah. of the some of the most uh, uh, let's say um, meticulous let's use that word <laughs> people in the <laughs> industry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's been it's been challenging. Given given where well
0: you have worked, <laughs> yeah. I can probably. I can think of a couple of names in my head given where you've worked, Eric. And yeah. I'm not gonna bring I'm not gonna say any <laughs> names right now, but I can pretty much imagine yeah. um, what they've been. So when you look at everything though, now that you've been, you know, in the industry for you know 15 years, you've been on the communication side, you know, product development side, everything like that, is for those people that are looking to get into the industry, regardless if it's in the communication side wanting to be a producer and everything like that is what are some of the what's some of the the best advice that you could give to those that are looking to get into the industry in this day and age versus kind of where you were at 15 years
2: ago
3: yeah I mean I think um COVID's changed a lot of things which is i kind of obvious but um i think the the best advice i got was the similar advice i got many many years ago when i was first trying to figure out my way in um somebody described the video game industry as a castle and they're like okay Mm -hmm. you got this castle you want to get into it some people the drawbridge is just going to be down They'll walk right through those are the people that probably Mm -hmm. have been coding since they were three yeah. So they're just going to get into the industry, they're going to be able to do it. Some people you're going to have to bring a ladder with you and throw the ladder against the castle. Some people are going to find the back entrance and crawl through the sewer. Some people are going to have their army swarm the castle, right? And if you want to <laughs> equate that metaphor, those are like the <laughs> indie teams that like create a yeah. game on the side and then the publishers yep. all go for them, right? And yeah. so, you know, like I think uh, there's there's no one way to do it. I do think that um, I mean, I've given this talk a few different colleges and a few different times to, to people, but, um, you know, persistence, determination, um, stick toing, uh, like just knowing what you want, knowing what you value and knowing where you want to work and, and uh, you know, bring that out. Like if you're not a fan of war, don't go work on a call of duty game. Like it's just not going to work for you. Right. It's kind of common sense, but some people are like, I just want to get in the industry or yeah. something big. Yeah. You know so um that that's 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 the thing that you got to think about i think uh, more and more and i think it's applicable to any industry is just knowing what your values are knowing where to align them with and then um you know unless you have like a stunning portfolio or you're some kind of servant don't think you're just going to land a job at like a naughty dog or a bungee or a rockstar or blizzard right away right Mm -hmm. like you're going to have to work your way there maybe you will maybe you'll get lucky but a lot of it is mm-hmm. um that sort of thing so i think you know that's another thing i talk to a lot of people about is just you know working your way there um there's an amazing resource called gamedevmap.com which is i don't know who runs it it's just like a fan created thing or a a community created thing and it has like all these gaming companies all over the globe and i click on it and every time i go back to it every year i go back to it i'm like there's more game companies than i thought out there
2: wow wow Wow. right that's awesome See, i would have never known that like yeah do you think do, do you think it's harder now because there's just it's so like big in comparison versus it was maybe like 10 15 years ago
3: yeah, that's, that's an interesting
2: question because like I think it's easier and
3: harder in some ways. It's easier because now I think remote work has opened up and I think a lot of game companies re- like, re- realize like, hey, I could hire somebody in Helsinki or hire somebody in mm-hmm. Shanghai or hire somebody in wherever you live and we can all be on the same team because we all work right. remotely. And so I think that has made it easier for a lot of people. Um, I think it's made it harder because yeah, gaming got cool, right? And that, that is, going back to our original question, like the biggest reason I didn't pursue gaming, and like I talked about, is like it wasn't cool, right? Like every I remember, you know, I'm going to age myself, but Jack Trenton talking about GTA calling it a murder simulator, and uh, you know, like it went in. That was. Rock,
1: but, God, well, that was a
3: long time ago. Yeah, it was in the '90s, and so like. Yep, yep. Yeah, and I mean, that, that perspective is just patently false, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you are playing as a criminal in GTA, but it's also training you, like, don't do these things they're ridiculous <laughs> you know so <laughs> that that sort of thing um or, or, or teaching uh, or teaching you how to ruin kids
0: lives uh, when you're working for blockbuster and they try to rent gta and you tell their parents just what it actually is <laughs> yeah <that's>, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like you're uh, speaking uh, person oh i shattered
3: many a dream <laughs> many a dream <laughs> Oh, I mean, but that's, that's the good thing. I mean, that's what I like about games is they they have something for every age group and mm-hmm. it's very, you can be very um, honest about it. And, you know, like, I, I always tell people like my favorite game of all time is Tetris and it, it forever will, besides baseball, yeah. which I think is the best game. Mm-hmm. But um, t- Tetris is my favorite game of all time, just because it's like such a good game in as a construct. And then also it has such good like mental health benefits when you play it. Um, it really does help with um, just organizi- organizational things. Um, they've done studies that helps with PTSD. Like it's it's one of those games that is just really good for your brain and it's fun mm-hmm. as hell. I mean, like uh, Tetris Effect. Yep, man, I was just about awesome. to go there. Man, that game I, is it, amazing. And it's it's yeah, gorgeous it's for one. It's
0: yeah. incredibly beautiful, but that soundtrack and everything with it just yeah, it's an amazing game and it's
2: for it allows. Hours.
3: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I got to um Mark McDonald and his his team over there. Um they're just awesome people too, which is even good. Mm-hmm. Like as a Gucci, I've only heard good things about. So like it's awesome to see like that that game brand continue its legacy of like just being really positive.
0: And you look at kind of you talk about the mental effects and how it helps with that. It's like Tetris is one of those games that helped get me through my mom's loss 2 years ago, you know, when I lost her it was like we used to play Tetris as a kid. We used to sit there on the Nintendo, jump the level all the way up to, you know, level 10 to start with. We we didn't play with the, the lower levels and we used to compete against each other. And it was like, I remember sitting in the airport at Baltimore ready to fly back to Colorado, you know, mm-hmm. to go basically say my final goodbyes. And I sat there playing Tetris the whole time.
3: Yep.
0: You know, and that helped me get through things. Yeah. So it- it is an amazing game that has, I mean, huge followings and stuff like that. And you look at now Xbox bringing Tetris effect now on a multiplayer scale. That is immensely huge, you know, which is, which is great. So, um, and you know, as we
3: kind of,
2: 99
3: too, if you played it on, yep.
1: oh, oh yeah. 99. <laughs> <Still> <laughs> Tetris
2: 99. He's got some stories. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: We do Jason. And I have yet to play against each other on it. Yeah. Somehow, I know. Way, <sighs> you know, but, uh, you mm-hmm. know, love that game. So, um, as we kind of wrap things up, um, Eric. So we do have one question that we like to ask of all of our guests, and since Jason's actually here to be here for it, yeah, the most you know, I'm going to let him ask the ever. question.
2: Okay. The most important question. You, Jason. We we always ask a lot of our interviewers. Uh, do you have do you have an opening that I can get a job at? <laughs> 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 no, no. I'm just, gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is no, good. That's Jason. That's a good um, player, no, Sorry. Well played. played. As always. Uh, well played. <laughs> uh, <laughs> As always, we always have. Hence our name, Crash of Game Night. What is your favorite game to play for a game night? You know, um, like board game, video game, like D and D, anything. Like when you can actually have a game night. Yeah, when you not Zoom, not yeah. Zoom gaming, uh, but like you know, people, an actual like yeah, in the real,
3: <laughs> in the real. Um, for the longest time. Uh, it was uh, Cards Against Humanity <laughs> it was one of my favorite. <laughs> yeah, games. yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's a classic, man. It, it, it's, it's a it's, great good, game. Uh, it's just fun to play. Um, You know, if I if I think about the progression of what I, you know, when I was little, it was Tekken and Soul Caliber, right? Like Soul yeah. Caliber, Soul Calibur, like the first Soul oh, Caliber yeah. and the second one. Holy crap, we played that a lot. Um. Even literally, than that, it was a Akara Warriors with my brother. If anybody remembers <laughs> that game, so it was <laughs> like the top down, you were two soldiers, it was like Rambo, you're going through the jungle. But oh, yeah, I know what you're talking bit. about. Yep, it was Nintendo, so it was like 8 bit, right? So, but it was fun as hell. And so, we played car the Warriors, then I graduated to like Soul Calibur Tekken for the 3D, and then you know, um took some time off gaming and then when i got back and got into like having friends over to do things it was like yeah cards against humanity um i force people to play mlb the show with me because i love that game <laughs> so, so <laughs> even if they're not baseball fans i will play yep. i will i will make them play retro mode or something and be like yeah nice.
2: just let's do that yep um, what, what, so, what team do you uh do you who's your uh, team?
3: Uh, okay. So I just actually, it's a good day for this. Cause I, I published an article about fandoms, um, uh, today with the <laughs> IBW, WA, which is like internet baseball writers association, mm-hmm. which I've been a part of for a while. And so there's a plug. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I, I published this article and I grew up a Mets fan and I always had been a Mets fan because I'm like, sorry. Like, I know. Right. <laughs> when, I was, when I was six, when I was six, I loved Daryl yeah. strawberry. Right. Like, Hey, he was cool. Right. Good. And they were cool. And so, yeah. um, you know, I grew up a Mets fan, but you know, over the years, it was just like, I realized how inane and Michael Jordan, I blame for a lot of this because, you know, you watch Michael Jordan play and you're just like, I love this dude. It was so amazing. I'm going to be a fan of whatever mm-hmm. team he's on. And so I like, kind of switched to that mindset because of basketball, And so, you know, like for a number of years, I became like a fandom. And then I realized like moving to LA too, I've been here, you know, quite a while now. And I was like, I like multiple teams and multiple players. I love the sport. I'm always going to be a Mets fan at the core, but like what is wrong with having multiple teams and rooting like, it's like a hierarchy thing. So like if mm-hmm, the Mets yeah. are playing anybody else, I'm going to root for the Mets. But if the angels, because I love Mike Trout and Shohei Otani are playing mm-hmm. somebody, I'm going to root for them next. And then if neither the Mets or the angels are playing, I'm going to root for the Dodgers because I'm a huge Jackie Robinson fan. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so it's like, I have this hierarchy of things. So I'm not going to be like, cause otherwise you're just like, if the Mets got rained out today, it's like, what do I watch? Yeah. Right? <laughs> so like, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I think about it, and I think that you know, fandom, especially because you know, the sense of um, what you call home and that local sort of provincial of like, I need to love my local team, mm-hmm. it's dead. It's it's long dead. Oh, yeah. like, we're super connected. We're super global. Like you know, maybe I like the you know the the Henshin Tigers, you know, or or mm-hmm. some you know the <laughs> some yeah some Japanese league team or Korean baseball league team. Um, you know, so I, I think that. Uh, that's how i feel about fandoms but yeah if anybody asks me i typically just say yeah i'm a mets fan but i love baseball right so that's kind of where i'm at yeah uh, nice. i bleed
0: i bleed purple and black
3: oh nice i love those our
2: rockies uniforms.
3: those yeah. uniforms are my favorite uniform I, I love the color purple and black i love the mm-hmm. gray they gray. great their uniforms are awesome but
0: now um, if we could actually win a ball game
3: you know, I know. And <laughs> you get, well you got rid of your gm so <laughs> that was the first step <laughs>
0: Well, I don't. I don't necessarily think it was the GM's fault, really. I mean, yeah. when we have ownership that doesn't want to put money into the team, that's you know, true. It almost feels like, honestly, you would kind of remember this—the day and age of, you know, back when the Kansas City Royals were just pretty much like the farm team for all of baseball. Yeah, they were, and all they were doing was they were just losing and still getting all the money from revenue sharing and pocketing it. It's like that's how some of us have felt with, you know, the Mofferts running the Rockies, but you know honestly we all everybody in baseball knows nolan was never going to stay
3: yeah, that's true You're right
0: and You're right. honestly he pulled it it was like i i tell a buddy of ours so um drew who who's a beat writer for the rockies for the nvr he's a good friend of the shows and stuff like that is you know i talked to him about it It was like we got the best deal we could he pulled a page out of tula whiskey's playbook said to the fans hey i want to win here Behind the scenes, his agents go and get us out of here, so they shipped him. Granted, we had to pay fifty million dollars to ship him goodbye because that contract was stupid. The Yan- it was so bad even the Yankees knew that it was a bad contract and they wouldn't have traded for it. So we'll we'll see. I mean, we got a good young nucleus. I mean, we're not the Dodgers.
3: All right. Even though well, the I mean, Dodgers aren't doing well this year either. No, I mean, it's, I think it's, been, yeah. that's an interesting thing. Cause I feel like COVID baseball is such a routine sport that the yep. year everybody had off in the 60 game season, just threw everybody for a loop. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, just getting back to the rhythm of it, it's been hard, but cause you notice, and, and it was the same thing I noticed in basketball. is like, I, um, you know, or football actually for NFL, Um, because of all the thing. I drafted the young my my strategy for fantasy football was draft young as possible because they're gonna be fresh. Like all the older dudes are gonna be like and they're not gonna be in their normal and I won my league because of it. And so it was like one of those things. Wow. You know, it was just a psychological thing, I thought, yeah. and then basketball was the same thing, and I, I I messed up there because I drafted older guys that had been often <laughs> injured, and my whole team, like, I got ADE with the first overall pick, and I was like, yeah, yeah. That was smart. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, he was he was out all season, right? And so, yep. um, yeah. you know, it was one of those things, like, it's a, it's a crapshoot, but, like, sports is such a rhythm game that. Yeah, yeah very much so. most uh, sports like including with like what matt and the guys have seen with my archery once covid happened i was off for like six months and went straight to competing i was shooting like shit yeah Yeah. but you will get back to it it's just it's just the rest hey but you got to hang out with us in virginia for a couple of days
0: very true (laughs) very true (laughs) so Eric, it's been it's been a blast having on. I definitely appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Yes, thank Um, you so much. Thank you so much. And as always, you're
2: welcome back on this couch anytime you want. Absolutely. You You have
3: looking forward to see where you (laughs) upgrade it. Oh, like it's
2: it's, (laughs) so far it has been like every six ish months, maybe nine Mm -hmm. months. Every take, you know, you know, gotta get a new
0: couch. You were. you're absolutely welcome back anytime you want to. Um, just make sure Talk you some baseball. Give, give, me the head, give me the heads up because then we can, if we have to come up with some questions or something to stay away from PR, right. we can. And yeah. I mean, if, whatnot, if you
3: want to have a whole baseball yeah. show, I'm totally Talk baseball. Okay, <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> Jerry Jerry's a, a yeah, Dodgers I'm, fan. He I'm, I'm bleeds, Jerry. He bleeds okay. blue. Or um, I mean, st- stream some t- uh,
1: Tetris 99.
0: Yeah. Going against yeah, each other. A little, yeah. little, 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 or the show <laughs> or whatever. There you go, down. I do have the I do have the I do have the show on my PS5. So, <laughs> awesome. really. so once again, Eric, thank you very much. And uh, have a good day. Thank you. you too. Thanks. All right. All right, buddy. So that was our interview with Eric Shelley, And I think that's amazing to know that with with Spider-Man that they actually use real people's photos.
2: Yeah. Like, For that, that was a shocker, too. Like, not a big shocker, but how they like say, Hey, you know what? Like, we need a bunch of photos just like scanned in there and to have your own little
1: tidbit. That's I, I always wondered about that in games because, especially, it's funny he mentioned Last, Last of Us because, but in both games, when you see those, you know, those empty houses and the, the, the personal photos that were left out, they they felt real like yeah uncreated and it makes sense that they would ask like the developers like hey man we need pictures it's that that's a cool easter egg to to know about that's pretty cool and the mural in miles yeah and his dog that's super
0: awesome it makes okay so here's the thing is jerry you're playing miles morales right now
1: yeah yeah i mean noticed that mural anywhere i haven't seen it i want i'm i'm looking for it though
0: and that makes me want to dive back in the game just to go find it. Same <laughs> yeah. with like Jason we talked about during the interview with Last of Us. I want to go back and yeah. look just after Bill's Town and find it just to yeah. say, hey, yeah. whoa, that's really cool. But now it also makes me go to the, the whole thing of, you know, this is really cool that, you know, it's not just art, the devs and stuff just drawing random pictures. They're actually putting in pictures of people they know, which makes that more yeah. – yeah, of a it makes family, it more personal, yeah, endeavor and more like you said, more personal mm-hmm. to that game and that touch. Um, that's something I never, never knew was in those
2: games.
1: Yeah, and as, as and a personal
2: gamer, for. you know, like having that little, say, like, hey, yo, check this out, check this out.
1: Yeah, but always have Especially, that spot yeah. where you Especially say, you being, being a part like, of a part of that, like, you, like I have a little something personal in that game, yeah, and yeah. I oh, helped yeah. work on it. Like, that's that's yep. cool, man. And
2: it's that's not just one of those like Easter eggs that you, as like, a programmer, like put it in you know like the you hit it in a corner and like if the Halo walk up ring. to like yeah yeah you know, <laughs> that only like you know or and finally, you get found out like maybe like 10 years you know later. or it's yeah. one of those or,
0: things that you have to go move a certain trash can just a little and there's a picture on the floor you know it's, it's yeah. something that's actually out there in the wild for people to notice so
1: yeah
0: um you know i do want to say before we kind of start moving into the news though um we've got two of our Friends of the podcast, you know, hanging out with us in chat. Um, you know, yeah. Newman.
2: Hey, Newman. Newman oh. I, I hope you're However, doing Well, Newman. Yeah. Newman hasn't
0: done his usual firing off of shots yet at Jerry, but we haven't really Uh-oh. given him an opportunity yet. Um, <laughs> and then also, um, actually, we kind of dropped him out in the. Uh, oh, <laughs> there we go. Okay. So Newman's now switched from phone to PC. So I think Jerry's probably in trouble now. Um, Uh-oh. Uh oh. And, uh, and also, too, as we kind of brought up him on, on the podcast, he's hosted the DMVR uh, Rockies podcast as well as uh, the DMVR Gaming podcast, which I was on uh, a couple months back when I was still in Virginia. Um, Drew Kreisman's in, in chat as well, hanging out with us. Um, you know, we we're kind of talking. Welcome,
1: boys. Back Thank and forth you. A little
0: yeah. bit about some baseball and stuff while we were talking with Eric and stuff, which yeah, that we'll was another thing. Out. I didn't know he was also a writer for the Internet Bits Bill Writers of America. So that was really cool.
1: Yeah, that was cool to know so, too.
0: So let's dive into the news because um, there's a little bit of things to kind of go over really quick. Um, so today it was announced that, Jerry's show that you have actually talked about on this podcast, um, it was canceled. Um, Jupiter's so Legacy sad. was straight axed today by Netflix. All contracts severed. Um, it's so leaving- sad. Yeah. So I watched the first episode of it. Um, it's not bad. It feels, and Jerry, and you'll it be the best one to slow. tell me this. Is it kind of like powers where it just starts off kind of really slow and then it finally starts getting into the mid of the so, story?
1: So it is, it's very episodic and it does start off slow. It starts off in modern day. You see where the heroes are at in modern day. And slowly each episode, you find out one, how they got their powers and two, like the history of like, how long they've lived and how long they've kind of influenced the, the world in, in like the world war one, world war two stuff like along those lines. But, um, I thought it was so well done. And I, I, I really feel like it's, it's, it's such a bummer because like, I think it was only eight or nine episodes and it, it, where it left off it just left you questioning, like, "Oh man, there's so much more story to tell," and it was very story driven, especially between, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 circle of like the kind of like the Justice League X esque. Uh, do you
0: do you think it era. was the fact that they probably didn't do a, a legit pilot for it and was going more on the fact that it's its pedigree of its writers for the comic book itself?
1: I, I don't know, man. Because the one thing that's why it's kind of surprising to me because. It's the it, it was it was presented the way a Netflix show has been presented. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it didn't ha- some some didn't have a pilot. Some some of those shows mm-hmm. just started with an episode one. So that's why I was kind of surprised. Like it just straight up got axed. And I don't know. I thought and I thought nobody it, saw it coming it either. Because well. I've seen yeah. some
0: of the actors' response to it on social media today, and they were all kind of just stunned. I, hey, yeah,
1: I was so. More so everyone.
0: Like the the fandom that has started because of this, they were all in shock as well. Going, yeah, what the heck? And um, I have to, I, I honestly
1: have to say, like Leslie Bibb and Josh Jamel, like some of their best work. Like no, joke. oh, and uh, uh, I believe his name is, I believe it's Matt Reeves. He was the uh, he was the voice for Anakin mm-hmm. in the Clone Wars. Also great. Like he mm-hmm. was just great performances from everyone, and it was just it was so interesting. Because I thought it was a very offbeat, like different. I know it was a comic, but it was just a. It was so different, and mm-hmm. I yeah, it was. I'm I was really bummed out to hear that. Actually,
2: you think it's going to be one of those like Firefly uh, fandoms,
1: or it's just like possibly. But I, I really, you know what? This day and age, um, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe someone else picked it up. Like maybe Prime. It, it, I mean, yeah, it seems like true. Amazon picks up. All there's the other al- stuff, there's always so. that chance, but. Yeah you never know I mean and, and plus we don't know why they, they Netflix never said anything on why they cut it it could have been problems no. like in production but who knows but yeah but it's, it's Netflix they,
0: they're known for doing stupid stuff like this sometimes
2: yeah yeah they they, they have some questions or, or cut and bait
1: uh, yeah cut and bait and running yeah. like before yeah. ending a show like it sucks
0: so alright so let's get into the gaming because there's a few things to talk about so first things first um square enix did announce they are going to have their uh press event uh mm-hmm. june 13th starting yeah. at 12 15 uh pacific time so um we're going to be getting a world premiere of a new game from Idos montreal um for nice. uh those that are kind of thinking looking at the name um Eidos, um their main studios are responsible for Deus um you know we have a uh, human revolution um those games they're also going to be see- showing some things uh for Babylon on falls life is strange true colors which is the new life is strange game that's coming out yep. um they're gonna have more about marvel's avengers um kind of like we alluded to earlier i'm mm-hmm. assuming that's probably going to be some more black panther the battle for wakanda which is one of the new dlcs coming to the game um so they're going to have it on their youtube channel um twitch um the e3 expo.com oh, website man. um so, so it'll be really interesting um we'll see i mean it is I a premiere so yeah. it could also mm. um you know you might see tomb raider but that's crystal dynamics um that's, that's true that does that it's not idos um so it'll it'll be very very interesting to see what they do especially with the fact is that we also know that ff16 is on the horizon yep um Now, given some of the news that we're going to talk about here in a few minutes with PlayStation, it wouldn't surprise me, though, if that game gets pushed back to 2022.
2: I don't doubt Um, it. I don't doubt it at at all. At this
0: point, I don't doubt it. Um, You also have um, FF7 uh, Remake uh, Integrate coming out on the 10th next week, um, which is going to be the enhanced um, and pseudo-kind-of-extended version of FF7 Remake for the PS5. Mm -hmm. Um, You also have... The new expansion coming for FF14, uh, which Jason plays all the time with friend of the show, mm-hmm. Soldier First Class. Who I'm going to take this opportunity to. That's right. Um, wish him a happy birthday, happy birthday. even though he kind of spent part of that in his uh, mother-in-law's basement. <laughs> Oh, I think there's a story I, no, there. Of, there's a story well, there. No, so he went on. <laughs> he went on vacation, and he needed to do some streaming on Twitch, and did it from the in-laws' basement. So it's just kind of like that joke that you know all gamers are you know stuck in their parents' um, basement and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm. you know. So, um, but very happy birthday to him. Um, he's doing well. I kind of talked to him already earlier today. So. Um, but yeah, you've got all these things coming out. I I would expect that um, FF16 is going to get postponed. Um, I would. That's just looking at everything in the, in the landscape right now and how much stuff is getting postponed. Um, that's going to be one I, I think ends up getting postponed. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we may see more of their their new um, project that we kind of talked about last time for the PS5. Um,
2: but yeah. So yeah, Square, Square Enix does have a lot of where they just like, they got a lot it, coming. They have a lot coming and mm-hmm. their plate is super full with like triple a major games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't doubt that they're going to push back. I mean, even when they had uh, like Final Fantasy 14 during the COVID time, a lot of stuff was pushed back. A lot of things were postponed. Well, just because, just because, you know?
0: let's, let's talk about that. So, um oh, yeah. today it, heart, it was yeah. it was announced so so uh santa monica studio uh home of god of war so they did say since the release of the next god of war teaser last year we've been humbled by the amount of love our community has shown us we're incredibly grateful to see so many people excited to experience the next chapter of kratos and atreus's journey we remain focused on delivering a top quality game while maintaining the safety and well-being of our team creative partners and families with this in mind we've made the decision to shift our release window to 2022 thank you all for your continued support we've got some exciting things in the works that we can't wait to show you uh santa monica studio hmm. so i'm okay with it yeah. as we all have discussed on the show in the past with the, the that was time. cyberpunk just take your time yeah just give us a good especially with cyberpunk um, and it, is, it was also revealed during the Herman Hulse interview that um, PlayStation Podcast had that they are going to be putting it on PS4 and PS5. So it's going to be cross, cross-generational. Um, a lot of people are kind of taking shots at Jim Ryan for saying, well, he cares yeah. about generations and you, know, you shouldn't see this cross-generational stuff anymore. It should be exclusives. Um, honestly, right now, judging by the drought of PS5s in the marketplace... And that's not because it's, covered, it's, just it's a because smart we move. Have, yeah. We have the superconductor shortage that's impacting yeah. all of the industries, right? Automotive, gaming industry, uh, you know, phones, all of it. That I think it's smart. You put a version of it on the PS4 because we know the PS4 yeah. Pro can handle it. It may sound like it's taking off from an aircraft carrier, but it can handle it.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, and the um, other thing is the, the other thing, thing too. Go ahead, Jay. Uh, I was going to say the other thing with. Um, the life cycle of the PS4 has not died. There is no. yeah, still a that's lot. That's all I'm about to say. Yeah, and people are still so playing it. People are still buying yep. it. You know, the games are still there. Y- you know, it's getting harder and harder to to gauge when a life cycle is dead because, like you said, there's a short of a ps 5 So usually are, it's a
0: ten year cycle too. Yeah, I mean that's the way it's kind of been. So and then speaking of that cross generational, um, it was confirm that horizon Forbidden west will like we all thought and stuff that's going to be a ps4 ps5 game as well yep. there is a cool. lot of stuff going in under the hood for the ps5 version so that is going to be the the better version yeah but of people going mean, to be able to i think we
1: expect that especially um, every yeah. game and that comes out the ps5 version is, is gonna
0: yeah i don't doubt is that at like all grand turismo 7 is going to go ps4 as well Cool. So I think you're gonna have all the ray tracing and everything and all the the beauty of it is going to be on PS five. Then you're gonna get that graphically downgraded version for the PS
2: four. Yeah, I don't I don't like all that. I think it's just still a smart move because of how many like PS fives are still like being getting getting to gamers you know like you just can't get them though i mean you, honestly it's, it's still it's inaccessible you know yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's Talking you know what, until that until yeah. that like finally like Starts levels to, out a little bit yeah you know then it's all when you can start being like hey you know yeah. what this is only going to be on ps5 there's only going to be yeah because you start phasing that out because like i've just still looked around and be like oh, okay you know look, let me let me try my shot at well, getting a ps5 without you like going doing super it?
0: hard Yep. Newman tried getting it. Um, yeah, it took it's Drew a while not, to get his. So yeah, um, go I think the, it's a the, smart move. Um, you also had, um, Ben came out with an announcement this week. Um, that says, uh, we are beyond grateful for support with Days Gone and are truly honored by the amount of passion our community has shared with us for our world and characters. Your enthusiasm motivates us to continue to improve and create experiences that will last a lifetime. From the Siphon Filter series to Resistance Retribution to Uncharted, Golden Abyss, and Days Gone, we are excited to announce today that we are expanding the Bend Studio portfolio with a brand new IP. We hope you embark on this journey with us, and we can't wait to show you what we've been working on. Um, I would love to see a new IP from Ben studios, um, yeah. you know, siphon filter for them was their, their, their key mark, you know, yeah. that's what they left and, uh, everything on it. So, you know, it, we'll see what they do. Um, I know days gone. It launched a lackluster in the end though. It, it was successful by terms of it created yeah. a huge community that loves the game. Um, so we'll see with that um and then finally rounding out the PlayStation first party studios news um this week is that um Team Asobi is got um designed their logo this week um and it's it's nice that they're actually they got to that point um so it was their kind of coming out party that said hey we are a first party studio um as well they are the remnants of Japan studio with that closing down and and whatnot so um let's see what they do for their next iteration do you know potentially do we get a sackboy boy-esque version of astro now you know we know playroom was just a demo it kind of gave showed everybody what the uh, dual sense controller was
1: mm-hmm. such so a forward. great marketing tool though mm-hmm.
2: like it, I, was a, I, it was great i, I, I loved wish that it. yeah i wish that astro really did take off though like i like the look of it, it was you know it, like,
1: though, it, you, do you mean to stem to like maybe bring to out a, game to like a like smaller game? game yeah
2: like not not I a agree. major title I but like but like a, a, series, a downloadable yeah like a series of downloadable to. games is cool i, I think it's
0: gonna eventually because you look at what it, they did for the playstation vr with astro's rescue mission mm-hmm. and you are seeing with Ashley's Playroom. They were both very successful. Yeah. Um, and I absolutely
1: and loved the museum. I thought that was ju- just that such, was a great such idea. an amazing touch. Yeah. yeah. And just going it, it, back
0: it, and going looking at how oh, I had that. I the had history.
2: That. I yeah. Had that. I remember that, you know. Um, yeah. And to have that like little like recurring character, like the like yeah. the all ages friendly, you know. Yeah. Kind of. Thing. just it's, it's it's going to be one of those like and I, uh, could, I could see those small dlcs
1: yeah see look at that dude yeah see that's cool there's yeah. our logo and honestly like it's a marketable mm-hmm. uh uh character oh definitely i i, I mean i yep. dug the character i like the little robot and and the funny thing was in the game you know you saw him in almost every different iteration mm-hmm. of like a sony exclusive like there's a yep. little god of war in there and days oh gone. yeah there's final fantasy it was every yeah, final other fantasy. it was awesome so. you can have a lot of fun um with
0: and then the last bit of gaming news is nintendo did announce that their nintendo direct is going to be Stick. june 15th 9 a.m pacific um so they're going to have roughly they've said a Uh, 40 minutes of information it's going to be focused exclusively on nintendo switch games that are mainly releasing in 2021 um when they say mainly i think it is going to be because some things that have been in the works like say breath of the wild 2 i think they may get postponed and that's why nintendo never Mm -hmm. ever gives actual legit street dates until they're ready to go yeah, um, and then they're going to have a couple hours of Treehouse Live at E3 again, um, right after the Nintendo Direct. Um, they'll have some hand-on, you know, games and stuff like that. So, um, outside of we know with Zelda, I think the only thing for me I want to, I really think we need to see something on is Metroid Prime. Agreed, because we saw it a couple of years ago. Um, God, I was still at IBM at the time, uh, for my first tour of duty, um, <laughs> with, you know, working with Theo and stuff, this would have been E3, what, 2018, maybe, where they did the teaser trailer for
1: oh, Metroid yeah, yeah. Prime.
0: Um, and then it was shortly after that, you know, we found out the news, what, late 2018, early 2019, that it, the whole thing was being scrapped and they were having to redo yeah. everything with retro, they which is what they should have done in definitely. the first place. Yeah. You know, Retro had to go back through and redo everything. So I think that's the one we really, really need to see that they know is in development. I would love to see another F zero because it's high time we get an F zero because the last time we actually had an official F zero was back on
1: GameCube. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. There was nothing on the Wii and the Wii U that skipped over that. So we haven't seen F zero in a while. Um,
1: I'm excited just and, to get get to that date because because uh, there's been so many rumors about what's coming out yeah. an anniversary edition for Metroid or finally a Metroid Four trailer or Donkey, anniversary Donkey Donkey edition Punk for Game. Zelda just yeah anniversary Donkey for Kong, Zelda so. you know of course the the Switch Pro yep like I'm ready for let's just uh, get this over the with rumors it. to be just drop some
2: money that. just be like you know what yep. bam t- <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> That's my paycheck So there with that uh,
0: Jerry what you been playing?
1: Um, Let's see I have Oh you know what I've been um, I'm finishing up Miles Morales finally uh, I'm like 80% done Yeah. And uh, hitting Mass Effect A little bit But um, I'm going to be Working on my backlog So I'm uh, Before Ratchet and Clank uh, I'm going to finish up Some of the other games nice. Like smaller games That I'm Going to get to Yeah
2: j-bone oh okay okay um
0: hey, i i gotta give the 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 captain of the couch
2: <laughs> you know yeah you know, but i don't want you to always feel like you're going last you know matt you know like i, I want you to you know, honestly though it's, it's, it's like it's like getting picked uh, on, on the on the on the on the you know dodgeball team or think about
0: <laughs> this right your your cleanup batter is usually no, okay, okay okay okay
2: <laughs> since we were talking batten baseball fourth. Fourth. Um, okay you know right um Yeah, no, just I'm on the last, uh, still in the last case for Phoenix Wright. Um, I use that now as a sleeping aid, which (laughs) is funny because like all the time, like I'll be getting off work and I am just dead tired. So I'll just play some Phoenix Wright. And I guess the music just like, Constantly, it's just some of that music and just, so just music. soothing soothing. I mean, at the same time, I'm laying down <laughs> while playing. I'm laying down while so� playing. the, uh, yeah. the sleepy so, lion like, when you're just lying down and you get that soothing music. And then you, you, know you know what? In like, the background, all I can hear in it. my head is dee
0: dee 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 dee.
2: The lion <laughs> sleeps. <laughs> so all the time, like I'll go through maybe like about ten, fifteen like pieces of dialogue, and then like I'll start passing out. My wife will be Sleep like oh, I'll just literally funny. grab the controller, <laughs> save the game, and then just yeah. turn it off and I'm like, Yeah, thanks, babe. Like nice. <laughs> but um just Phoenix right so, getting some yeah. more backlog or like trying to figure out what I want to do next for backlog, because I have a lot of games that I need to play that were just like nine out of ten games. So mm-hmm. I got to figure out which one okay. maybe, nice. I, maybe I might throw it out to the listeners out there. Like, Hey, which one I should start next? Give it, Hey, you know
0: what? Comment, um, leave your comments on the show, whether you're commenting on the website, when we posted everything this weekend, or you're yeah. out to your favorite podcast, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, hit us up at, you know, CGN podcast on, on Twitter and let us know what game you'd like to see Jason play. Um, yeah, as part like, of the backlog. So, um, what have you been playing? So Jason, to me, uh, you know, usual, oh animal crossing um i it's just at the point like i'm just jumping into my dailies um it's something that you know it helps calm the baby down at night so we'll play that for a little bit mm-hmm. um and then uh kind of taking a break from mario odyssey um okay. it just it's kind of that point where it was i was laboring through it because i've never been a fan of the 3d marios completely mm. So in terms 64, of 64. I mean, everybody loved. i never I never liked 64. You know, oh, I, I, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed Mario Galaxy, but you know, for the rest of them, I've never really enjoyed them. And I've gotten to that point where this was fun, but it's now kind of doing that. Um, you know, it but um going through startup MLB the show, started an actual franchise with that, starting to work on that. Um I am on Novaria right now for Mass Effect. Nice. So after that, it's just Vermeer and and heading towards the end of the game. Um, I have roughly about forty five percent of the trophies already sure. on just a single playthrough. So it is something that for the trophy hunters out there, it is a platinum game. Drew, don't get me started on Horizon Zero Dawn because everybody that's on the <laughs> podcast knows I know, how I much was looking to at too, game. and
2: I was like, yo, yeah, dude, um, if you like if you like stick a chew speaking, it, dude. if you get yep. the fracture in the butthole, man, it's um speaking of that, they did release an
0: EP for for the tracks that were seen during the state of play for Horizon out on iTunes and all of that. So Oh, cool. Um, that was great. But then um going through Ratchet and Clank with Cody, you know, we're kind of playing through that. He's something he wants to play. So we'll get him through yes. that before the game next week. Um, other than no, that, is, is
2: Cody able to play like some of the like beginner levels. So
0: he can't really do the most, I guess his favorite game to kind of play is I'll set him up with Spider-Man. Yeah. The, the first Spider-Man game. Um, like we were talking about with Eric and I just let him play. He just goes Close. and runs around and jumps and swings and stuff. So he has fun with it. Um, but yeah, um, after this, you know we got ratchet we got final fantasy i will go back through ff 7 remake again just to see how uh intricate is and the yuffy um dlc is i will i will be doing that as well so yeah um after well, you, that you I let am, me know
2: how that is because i'm gonna be just like you're gonna live so vicariously through me so upset um, that it's on <laughs> ps5 just <yeah. laughs> um
0: but yeah outside of that once i'm done with that i'm gonna hit my backlog. Yeah, I, um, I we got some games to... in there um, that I want to get done, but I also want to finish out. And this is the psychotic me with Horizon Zero Dawn, <laughs> Is that I do want to finish Ultra Hard? I am no, a third of the way you, through uh, that right now. You, so you I just don't get... need to, but that's
2: a you thing, sir. Yeah, yeah. Hey,
0: just like a you platinuming FF Seven. Yeah, that's hey, a you thing. So. Hey, sir. Um, Yeah, I want to try and do that, but I don't know if I will get to it or not because there's a lot of other games I want to play. So, yeah, Um, everybody um, that's, you know, hung out with us tonight on the live here on Twitch. Um, And then for those that will be listening to the audio this weekend and in audio land, wherever you listen to your podcast at. Thank you, guys. Um, It's always humbling to have you guys join and hang out with us. Um, The last couple of weeks have been absolutely amazing. Um, for how many people are tuning in and listening to us. And honestly, guys, it it means the world that you guys do support us. Even if you just hang out and you don't join us in chat and you just watch the show or you just go listen to the podcast, it means the world to us guys. And thank you so much for, for being a part of this journey. Um, Oh God, Newman! God dang, Dude, Newman! You have to. Good, I'm great. missing Raiders Newman. Like Newman. No, this Newman. The I've been getting good, good at right now, man. Yeah, been, missing, I've been I've been laying so, down double digits, bro. I, I miss right. you. So, um, but with that though, guys <laughs> always, you know, make sure to, if this first time to hanging out with us, you know, make sure to hit that follow button on, on Twitch or sub, you know, follow us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on, make sure to leave those comments, especially on iTunes, because they do help with discoverability, um, and help us with the rankings on that. Um, also like I mentioned, follow us on Twitter at CGM podcast, uh, as well as we've got crashing So, um, as always guys, please be excellent to each other, stay frosty beacon rewind oh
2: you do (laughs) i knew it i knew it i knew it i I saw that pause i saw that pause in your face i was like it's okay you get you get you get some oh my god i love it i saw that
0: pause i lived it so i can Uh, own it
1: if i want to That was a good one. (laughs) To all the nerds out there, thank you guys for joining us. And yes, please hit that subscribe button. Join us on YouTube, Twitter, all of those apps, all of the social media, please. And uh, once again, um, show your support for Black Lives Matter. Stop that Asian hate. Uh, Just show your support. And it's Pride Month. And it's Pride Month. Support Pride Month. It's great. That's right. Run around with that red flag. Thank you for uh, all I... the family members, roommates, best friends, family, everybody. Yep. Uh, thank you guys. And just, uh, be kind to everybody. Be kind to each other. And, uh, don't you say it too, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare. <laughs> um,
2: again, guys, as Jerry showed earlier today, uh, get your vaccine shots i believe this whole podcast is vaccinated now you know like yes we are yeah it is oh yeah yeah if we wanted to all four of us could actually play monopoly you know in the same room again again. i missed that um come five hours east sir (laughs) sir i mean i got i got the monopoly on the switch so you know the 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 champ the cgn champ of monopoly you know you know, he'll take on the, challenges. For, take on the <laughs>
0: challenges. My wife is talking about taking the belt from you and, and using Mario Kart as the game,
2: by the way, she's oh, already so, thrown down that. See, I, I would be body. Down. Down. Don't do it. Don't do it. Ringer. Not, not she's a, a ringer. Awesome. So. Um, but, but yeah, uh, you guys definitely, uh, please be safe out there. Um, get vaccinated. We are like a lot of places are starting to pretty much open up more and more. Mm-hmm. Max capacities are happening. Um, we're getting there. And we're so close. I, I forget where yep. we're at right now. I didn't check it today, but I know we're above the fifty percent threshold for I think sure. we're at sixty
0: percent now, yeah, sixty or seventy so, percent as a
2: country. For yeah, so we are getting, getting more and more uh vaccines out. People can hang out again. I I got mm-hmm. I'm planning game nights with like friends like non stop. <laughs> I almost made a buddy just at a random Sweet. estate sale. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome it's like hey like oh i play i play board games all the time um Sweet. but please stay safe out there social, mm-hmm. si- social distance just a little longer um masks are gonna start coming off of uh, places in Arizona. so if you still feel a little nervous don't be afraid wear a mask nope. still absolutely because right. it is better safe than sorry right uh yeah you know uh again be kind to each other be kind rewind let me deja vu that <laughs> won't <laughs> say it for the third time tonight uh but again, and uh jason yeah. go so, and steal theo's line since he couldn't make it tonight oh he couldn't That's make right. it tonight it's okay yeah. you know, so someone's got to do it but again from all of us cgn to tfn ta-ta for now good night everybody